Okay, everybody, welcome back. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. I have, once again, another amazing guest today. His name's Henry Amar. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bright and early yes. on the weekend, and uh, he's a busy man, and I'm so lucky that he was able to squeeze this in. Um, Thank you. I, I feel blessed that you're here, and I know our listeners, when they hear your story and what you're doing in this world, they're going to be blessed as well. So thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me. I mean, I've heard so many amazing things about you, and I looked you up, but when you meet him in person, his energy and his spirit are so bright. I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. <laughs> so thank nice. you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I want to you know, just read off a little bit of what you've been doing, and, and it's pretty impressive. Um, you're an international life speaker and entrepreneur who hosts the top 10 podcast, Making It Happen, Making it happen with Henry Amar, right? Is yeah. And the podcast hit number one in the training category and number six in the education category on the iTunes charts, which is pretty amazing. Grateful. With as many podcasts that are out there, for you to be there is amazing. Oh, man, I'm so grateful. <laughs> it happened. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay, cool. This is great. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, you know, as as you're, you know, it's all about just impact. How can we right. share this message with as many people as we can? I think both of us are so focused on that. So I'm just grateful yeah. for anything. Wonderful. Um, you're a keynote speaker. You're an empowerment coach. Uh, you were published in, the, in Forbes magazine. Uh, you speak to audiences as big as 40,000. I can't wait to talk more about that. That's got to be, what a rush that's got to be. It was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you began in music, uh, which we'll get in more uh, to as well. And then it uh, you know, kind of uh, transitioned into business. Yeah. And you've been very successful there. Um, you graduated from uh, USC in the Marshall School of Business, magnum cum laude, which is oh, unheard of. Oh, it was, I it mean, was a great experience. That, that I can't wait to get to know more about that. Uh, you're an empowerment coach for pop culture celebrities and influencers. Uh, your most recent brainchild is making it happen. Life. I can't wait to know more about that. I know you live your life uh, with uh, true principles, and you share those. And not only what you're saying about that energy, you same thing. Your energy, your light. Oh, thanks. It's amazing. And we're I both can wearing white it. hoodies. Yes, we are. <laughs> and blue <Yeah>. jeans. <laughs> Not, and we didn't we didn't do that on uh, yeah. purpose. I but. actually stalked his Instagram stories and saw that he's wearing. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, again, welcome. And uh, so why don't you give us a little background, uh, Henry, on where you grew up and a little bit about your family, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that intro. Um, sure. I grew up in Glendale, California. I was born there. Um, I was born three months early. I was born at six months. I, really? I does it makes sense because I'm I'm the kind of person like let's go. What are we doing? Let's go. And it's probably how I was in my mother's womb. Like let's go. Let's do, we got things to do. Um, but um, you know I was born in Glendale. My parents actually came to this country two years before I was born with two hundred dollars in their pocket. Wow. And um, so we grew up in a really interesting environment. You know we all lived in one room. You know like where my sister and my bunk bed were. And then my parents' bed was right next to us. So the really? only way to get out of the room was to jump on the bed and get off the bed. Oh, okay. And we had a lot of interesting experiences growing up, but um, I'm grateful for them. And um, some things were really, really rough. But as you know, um, in my belief system growing up with all the stuff that was going on, I'd formulated so many limiting beliefs, you know, and right. with finances, with my own confidence, with insecurity, with this is how life is and this is just what it's like. And but I think as a teenager, um, still in Glendale, I got really curious about, wait a minute, we're all humans. We, why is that person confident? Why is that person happy? Why is that person successful? We're all humans. We all have something. So what are they doing differently that I'm not? Right. So as you know, the, there's, and then I started learning about principles that actually worked and I kind of became a mad scientist on myself. <laughs> I'm like, let me try these yeah. things. And then when, once you taste an ounce of freedom that you didn't have before right you just want it to even more and I, I just got so excited about it and got obsessed literally for the past 20 years on on human behavior on why right. we do what we do and how to break free from things that keep me back whether in any area of life so yeah. grew up in Glendale and uh and well, yeah. let's talk about and I uh, this is this is right in line man I'm so excited for this but Let's go back, you, you know, as you're growing up, you had these limiting beliefs, you said, yeah. which 
which what you were saying is when you get a taste of freedom, so that limiting belief was keeping you in like a self-made prison. Uh, oh, 100%. Right? That's, you said it perfectly. That's exactly so what So what, what were some of those limiting beliefs? Do you, can you be more specific yeah, around absolutely. that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, one is, you know, I'd walk in a room and just worry what everybody thought about me. You know, everywhere I went. And it's interesting because my mother, bless her soul, beautiful person, but uh-huh. one of her biggest things she said was, careful, what are they going to think about you? And she was trying to protect me with what she knew protection was. Right. But it wasn't necessarily the best for me in a sense. And um, that and just not feeling like I was enough, not feeling like I was capable that, that um, I remember walking into my father's, my father was, it was 4.30 in the morning. I walk in the dining room and it was like, we had this little table and my father's smoking a cigarette with his hand in his, with his, with his head in his hands. And I remember looking at him and saying, wow, in this life, I have to work really hard to barely get by. Oh, man. And so, yeah. but you look at those limiting beliefs and sometimes they serve you to a certain extent, right? They protect you or, mm-hmm. you know, do you something right. like that? Taught me how to work hard, but the barely getting by part didn't serve me for a long time <laughs> until yeah. I, you know, reframed that. But um, yeah. that was one, um, not feeling like I was enough, not feeling like, um, you know, that this is what it was. Like, this is where I'm at and this is where I was going to be. Um, until you recognize that it's not the truth. And I mean, I can go on. I mean, every I'm still discovering limiting beliefs, right? I mean, sure. I mean, there's, there's a constant growth process. And to me, it's a it's a beautiful process. Like I don't, at this, at this point in my life, when something comes up, I don't resist it. I actually get excited because that's, you know, to me it's God or if you believe in source or universe, whatever you believe is, you know, to me it's God showing me this is what's next for you to overcome. This is what's, this is what the next step is for you to elevate into a a more empowered being that can bless more people, you know? So, but those are some of the limiting beliefs that I carried. Um, and still catching them with relationships. Am I worthy of the right relationship? Am I always gonna, you know, are all people on, can I trust people? You know, just so many things that you're just like, it's bondage, you know, it's bondage. Absolutely. I love one of your sayings that, uh, I'm not just going through life. I'm growing yeah. through life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's beautiful. If you're going to go through it anyway, you might as well grow through it, you know? Yeah. 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 So any other uh, beliefs that maybe held you back other than, I mean, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. They walk into a room and they're like, okay, what are people saying about me in their minds right now? hundred percent. You know, I think and, it's a big Yeah. One. And you know, it's interesting because, and I, and I remember and I, I understanding a lot of beliefs kind of took into the space of, you know, fulfillment rather than quick, um, fixes right in life, whether it's like, you know, I used to party pretty hard. I was in the music industry and, you know, I would, and I realized that I would mask dealing with certain things at a point Uh by either it was, whether it was girls or drinking or whatever it was at the time. And it was just like, and then finally one day I said, you know, I want to be able to have joy and courage and boldness and freedom and happiness and be loving without anything. So anything that is outside of me that, you know, yeah. I want to find it from within me. I and that was like a, one of the turning points for me. Um, and I think another one that broke it and maybe I'm jumping the gun here oh, you're good. Um, is I remember my grandmother had passed away. And mortality, when mortality becomes more real to you, you start asking better questions. Yes. You know, when we ask better questions, you get better answers. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember like I got, I, someone put a book in front of me in my late teenage years. And in the book, the end of the chapters were really good questions. And the questions started having me think about them and ask, you know, answer them. And then I started tasting um, growth and freedom. Mm-hmm. But there was a story about Michael Jordan and um, I don't know if you know the story, but they, his father pulled over to the side of the road because he was too tired to drive. And yeah. someone went to go try to rob him and they murdered him. Yes. And it was before the finals. And in this story, the, the story about Michael Jordan, he, Michael Jordan said at that moment, I realized that I had a choice. I, I was either going to own it or play the victim. And at that moment, something just clicked. Choice. Mm-hmm. It's about choice. And with the second I realized the power of choice is my greatest power and I was giving it up so freely. Yeah. And I said, I got to take this power back. It's my greatest. It's one of my greatest gifts in life. Wow. So I, that was the catalyst to everything else that kind of sprung forward in my life. <laughs> 
That's amazing. And it's one of the principles I teach. It's right there. You have the dignity to choose. Choice is the ultimate power. And I couldn't agree more. I think we take it for granted how powerful that decision, uh, that agency, whatever you want to call it, that we possess. So I I love that story. And I had heard that story about Michael Jordan's father. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. I still am. Um, But yeah, I remember when that happened and then how he ended up dedicating the finals win to his dad. dad. Yeah. And he, you know, and it's, it's the perspective, right? He created an empowering perspective and he chose the empowering perspective because if you don't choose, you go to default mode right. and default mode most likely runs your old patterns, your old beliefs. It's, it's yeah. to me, I don't want to be on autopilot, right? It's, I don't want to sleepwalk through life because that's usually default mode and that's usually going to, you're going to stay where you are. And I mean, he also has a quote that says you are a masterful creator, and deciding to choose to create my life and you know so and i've used this in everything i mean my in my mother um two years ago died from cancer but when she got sick i remember looking at my sister and just saying we we have to decide how we're showing up before the before this all begins we found out and i said we have to decide how we're showing up it may may not be easy but we have to decide and i'm so glad that i did because I was able to show up for her in the most empowering way and the perspective I gave it. And even when she passed away, I looked at my sister. I said, I will honor her life with how I live mine. Instead of saying, you know, this or that, the other thing I said, she would want me to go out and live my life and give and love and serve. And so the framework that was going to give me the most power going forward, the way that the way that I could create the best life for me and to honor that the most empowering perspective was I will honor her life with how I live mine. And so what, what perspective we create, you know, Michael Jordan, I say, I will dedicate this finals to my father and I will win it in his honor. And he won it, you know, and, um, and the, the passion and the, you see the emotion in what he did. And for me, what I do now is an extension of that. So it's like, how do we, what, what framework, what stories are we telling ourselves? Is it empowering or is it disempowering? And yeah. if it's disempowering, it's time to be the masterful creator and yes. to have the dignity to choose and say, this is my life. I'm taking my power back. I'm choosing this this thing. And no matter how long it takes me, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when I get there because I am dedicating my life to living at the highest frequency possible. Jeez. Yes, and you are on a high frequency, my friend. Um, I'll tell you what I love what you said, and it chokes me up a little bit. So I work with a lot of clients who have lost loved ones, and they go blow up their lives because of it. They drink, they do drugs, they relapse, whatever you want to call it. And one of the things I ask them is if that loved one was sitting in front of you here right now, would they want you to be happy or sad? And without fail, they all say happy. happy. And I say, then why don't you give them what they want? That's beautiful. Oh. And that's why I loved what you said, because you're like, how am I going to show up? And then I'm going to honor my mom by doing amazing things in this world. Yeah. I love that. It just fits perfectly with what, with what I teach my clients. Thank you. I love it. It's, it's so true, man. And it's, it seems, and this, some people say, but it's so hard to do that. You know, it's harder not to do that. Yeah. You know, it, it, sometimes we look at the things we really want and we give it up for the things we think we want now. Right. You know? And if we step back and brought everything forward and said, you know what, it's actually harder if I just continue making these decisions that are disempowering, even though it seems easier in the long run, it's so much more difficult because every decision we make, everything, every thought we put out is creating a habit or a pattern in our brain. Right. Right. And so every day, are we creating a stronger pattern, an empowering pattern? Or are we creating a disempowering pattern? And sometimes we don't recognize the little things that add up at the end of the day. And and it's a lot more difficult, you know, to compile these disempowering beliefs every day. And we look back at our life and say, oh my gosh, like, wow, like I am now more in bondage than I was before. And this isn't what what my my mother really wanted for me, you know? And so how can I really step into that? and I think it's just so important to recognize. And it's funny, I was doing this, I shot a video that um, is not out yet, but this thought came to my mind. And I said, sometimes we don't think what decision we're making today has an impact. Mm-hmm. I said, but it does. Because imagine if you had a thousand days like today in a row, who would you become? What would yeah. your life look like? 
compounded on a thousand days and we don't recognize the impact a day can have, but we don't right. recognize it. We, we typically run the same patterns every single day right. yeah. unless we deliberately choose an empowering perspective. This is what I'm going to choose is how I'm showing up. And it may not be easy in the beginning, but I promise it's worth it. You yeah. Know? Wow. I love it. What a great way to look at it. Um, let's, let's jump back just a little bit. Um, I know you're really into music. Mm-hmm. Talk about how that all came about and did it start when you were really, really young? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I used to love like the old school R&B groups. You know, I listened to uh-huh. the harmonies and I would just be, my ear was always on the speaker. And, um, you know, I would always love singing, love singing. And I was in the, you know, the choir in high school. And then I've always wanted to be in a singing group, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, in a crazy way, I said, I need to find other guys that sing. So I printed out a flyer with my phone number on it. May not be the smartest thing to do now, but <laughs> I posted them all around town. Any guys uh-huh. that sing, call this number. <laughs> and I literally would go to the mall. Do you know any guys that sing? I'd go to like the stores or like uh-huh. the cool stores or whatever. And, um, and one day my ex-girlfriend calls me she was working at cold stones creamery which is the ice cream place oh yeah we used to all work at and she goes henry these guys came in singing for free ice cream i told them i'll give them free ice cream they sing for my boyfriend over the phone so they're gonna sing for you and they sang for me and i ended up taking this one guy that i was a background dancer with and i met up with the other guys there we formed a group and um you know all of us (laughs) wanted to do this thing so no way it was crazy the guys were really great and (laughs) The coolest part about that group in a way was not the music aspect, but we probably spent more time discussing life. Right. And I, we call it beating each other up, but it was in a sense like, Hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Uh-huh. Like the most real <laughs> conversations you've ever had. People are like, did you just ask each other that question? Cause that's really crazy. But I'm grateful for those guys or my brothers. And, but I was in the music industry and, you know, we ended up getting together because there was a lady audition. Um, she was creating an event for Christina Aguilera. Okay. And they're like, hey, she's looking for people to perform at this. We're like, let's go sing for her. <laughs> so we went and sang for her and she she became our manager. This lady no became way. our manager. And then, um, you know, we ended up, wow. you know, um, going to have a different manager later on. And we ended up recording a song with Gladys Knight. That was really, really cool. She's amazing. And uh, just got to travel the world, man, and just do what I love to do and learn and struggle through it. It was like a lot of, you know, when you're when you put yourself out there, when you step out of your comfort zone, what ends up happening is all your stuff comes up. Right. Yeah. You know, all oh, the yeah. limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. all the stuff like, am I good enough? Um, everybody learns things a lot quicker than me. Yeah. Do you I know? deserve this? Yeah. Do I deserve you know? this? Am I, is this <laughs> imposter syndrome? You know yeah, what I mean? Like. Right. Uh, maybe they're going to find out about me <laughs> and you're like, find out about what? Like everybody has something in their diapers, right? Like we're all, we're all, we're all everybody has something. Right. So, yeah. but you know, at the time it was so good to really push myself and um, realize that it's okay. Everything's yeah. it, Bob Marley said, I think it's Bob Marley said in the end, it's always okay. So if it's not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's going to work out, you know? And well, it's funny. Like, I love that too, because you know, it is okay. Like even for us right now, here we are sitting here together talking and we've made it through whatever we've been through. Yeah. And at times we felt those feelings and we've been through some hard times, but here we are sitting here. We're okay. Yeah. We, it's always okay. Totally. It always works out. A hundred percent. I was telling Todd, he has an amazing hero's journey. Like I'm sure you know it. I'm sure you, if you don't know it, check it out. And it's an amazing hero's journey. And I heard someone say that when you're on your hero's journey, the, the strength of the dragon that you're fighting, mm-hmm. when you slay that dragon, your strength will be the equivalent, become equivalent to the strength of that dragon. Yes. So everybody listening, everybody's battling something and it's in your life and you can overcome it. I know it seems sometimes impossible, but know that life puts things in front of you that you can't overcome. So when you overcome that, your strength will be equivalent to that dragon's strength and everybody and everybody needs you to slay that dragon to become that person because people need an example of someone that's done it. And wow. you sit here with Todd and you're watching him and his life and he's running this podcast and inspiring people and you know counseling people and it's like, you know, had he not slayed his dragon or even had his dragon, yep. you know, maybe he wouldn't be sitting here blessing all the people's lives. So you're, you're strong enough. If you're dealing with it, you're strong enough. And sometimes I say, if life gives me something, I think I'm, it's really crazy and difficult. Take it as a compliment because it means yeah. you can actually overcome that. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. 
It goes with, you know, the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I love that. You slay that dragon, and the, the strength of that dragon will be the strength and the power that you have moving forward. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> love it, man. And I, I go back. So the so your singing career basically started at Coldstone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I pretty much you know, yeah, I sang for free ice I, I mean I sang it. for tips, you know. I love it. It's actually really it. funny. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I was just that little kid, man, like whether it was in high school choir or singing at Coldstone, I loved music and it was always mm -hmm. a part of me, it was a part of my soul. Yeah. I'm a creator. Yeah. You know, whether I'm creating I, I wanna enhance life through art or through creative creativity and um and I literally I mean it was just singing for tips and all of a sudden, you know, music took off and um, something ended up happening with our music career and we had a decision to make and we decided to not be a group anymore, but we were awesome. still brothers. Like, right. you know, um, somebody was not doing something interesting with the money and it was like just really weird and not us, but somebody, you know, and it was just, right. it got really weird and we knew that they probably weren't going to be funding the project, even though probably put equivalent to 500,000 to a million dollars into the project. We were working really? with like Destiny's Child's producers and we had the biggest rappers at the time on our album. And it was like, we were, we were performing for like 21,000 people in Puerto Rico, opening up for people. And it was like, we were known as the next big group. And all of a sudden, boom, in like one week, you're done. And I was like, wow. and we looked at each other's group. We're like, now what guys? Like, should we, should we, what should we do? And one of the guys was like, dude, I just want to be behind the scenes. I just want to write music and do production and I was like you know what I kind of want to do live music I want to do solo project that was what I was interested in and so we kind of just split and did our thing and um and then took a different journey I feel like I've lived like seven lives you know <laughs> right oh my gosh wow what a what a how did you handle that though I mean that had to have been you know really difficult because in your mind you're thinking man we're gonna be the next best thing oh, big oh thing. my and, gosh and then it doesn't happen how did you handle that you know mentally and yeah, you Going know, through it, that. looking back, it's always easier to see it was supposed to be that way. Right, yeah. You know, Steve Jobs said it's always easier to connect the dots looking back. Yes. <laughs> and when you're going forward, you're like, wait, what? Where am I going? I literally <laughs> was so, like, it was it. Like, we literally were performing on the coolest stages and we were being introduced by it. And in one day, you're done. And we looked at each other. And it was It was really honestly devastating. And it was really tough for me because, you know, at the time, as I evolved and grew, I attached so much of my identity to being a musician, not being Henry Amar's spirit, right. who I am. Oh, I attached okay. things externally. And mm. for me, it was a really interesting thing. And I look back at life at that moment and, you know, I decided, I said, you know, this is what happened. And it made me dive And you know, we always have two choices when something happens. We could own it or play the victim. We could say, who yeah. am I going to become from this? Or, you know, am I going to spiral? And there's this analogy that I heard and I've been saying this analogy forever. I don't even know where I heard it, but it's the carrot, the egg and the tea bag, okay. you know? And basically they say there's three pots of boiling water and in one pot of boiling water, you put the carrot in the other one, you put an egg and in the third one, you put a tea bag. And after about 10 minutes you come in and what happens to the carrot? It's withers. It just it's withers away. Yeah. Soft. It's melts in your hand or whatever you call it. And then you pick up the egg. What happens to the egg? It's hard, right? It's hardened. And then you pick up the tea bag and what happens with the tea bag? The water looks better, smells better, tastes better. All the great characteristics of that tea bag Ooh, have been extracted. Wow. So in life, I said, I could either play the victim and, and beat myself up and say, oh, what was me? I can be the egg and say, man, nothing ever works out for me. Nothing works out for me. I'm just hardened and I'm yes. just stuck here, you know? Yeah. Or I can be the tea bag and say, how can I use this? to elevate me because I want to, I want to extract all good things from my, from my spirit, all things that don't belong. I want it out all things that are great. I want it in life. And then from that I can bless other people. Cause now this whole pot is good for right. everybody to drink from, you know? Dang, yeah, and I so that. it was the, the back to the power of choice. I always went back to choice. What am I going to choose at this moment? And, and I, you know, I decided that I have to make a choice here. If I don't choose right now, then it's inevitable. Like there's two roads. And if I keep choosing an empowering perspective, my phrase is it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when I will get to give the world what I need to give it in, in the best way possible. And it comes back to trust. Right. And at that moment, I think it was my phase where, you know, I went from choice to trust and trust is my, one of my favorite things is the serenity prayer. Yes. You know, God grant me the serenity, the peace yes. to accept the things that I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. 
I couldn't control what happened in the industry. I couldn't control what happens outside of me with my mother, with anything. But I can control who I become from it. I can't control how I show up day to day. I can't control those things. I can control my choices. And there really is peace when you just know and trust that everything outside of you, you cannot control and that you can trust that, you know, everything within you, you can. Right. And I had an interesting experience and um, this thought came to my mind. This was a few years later, but I, I, I really feel like I should share it. So yeah, please. I, I went through a really rough time on my spiritual journey, on, on discovering myself, you know, and, um, I didn't understand why things got more difficult when I felt like I was elevating versus getting better. And I didn't understand that. And so I was sitting there at um, someone's house and I was just saying a prayer and I was like, God, I don't understand this. I thought when I came closer to God and when I came closer to like spirituality and these, this, this, light and love and things like that like life was just automatically going to be great all around right right and i remember just i was sitting there and i was praying i was like okay i don't get it why why is it so tough and you know if you don't believe in god or or the scriptures or anything like that it's fine just take the principle of this but for me i was praying and i i I asked a question I, i had my scriptures in front of me and I opened up the Bible and it was Romans. And I literally felt like there was a light highlighting yeah, Romans eight twenty eight, And it says all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I didn't think anything of it. I closed it. I was like, cool, whatever, <laughs> you know, I think that was trying, that was the message was supposed to be for me and I didn't receive it. Right. Right. Messages are all over the place. Everybody. I mean, we just have to like have alert expectation. Right. Right. So, and I'm on this train actually in Salt Lake headed to downtown. Um, and basically I see this guy walking up to me on crutches and he, you know, I, I thought he was homeless cause he looked like it was coming right. I mean, mm-hmm. I was reaching my pocket just to see if I could give money. Yeah. That was, that was a, an assumption that maybe I shouldn't have had. Right. And, but he looks at me and he turned out to be an angel cause he looks at me and goes, Hey, and I said, Hey, he said, when God says all things, he means all things. He didn't say some things. He didn't say almost everything. He didn't say a little bit of things. He told you all things work together for your good. Stay on the path. And in my head, I was like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> yeah. My mind was blown. I don't know what happened to him. I think he literally disappeared. I don't know what happened to the guy. He was <laughs> right. an angel from heaven. And wow. I don't know who, you know, who or what or where he went. But he literally, that's what his message was to me. And I knew at that moment. That was my message. All things work together for good, you know, and I just had to trust that and align myself, you know, to me, it was God align myself spiritually to do all the things in my heart that I know are right at this moment, always, and all things will work together for my good. And so looking back at those moments that when things are extreme disappointment, where you bet everything on the horse and the horse completely Mm -hmm. crashes and burns and, and, Honestly, it was really tough for me because um, this is these are stories that are starting to come out because I'm realizing them. I forget about these stories, yeah. and I ended up going to this this you know I just felt like the biggest loser because I was even though we were quote unquote doing really well in music, um, we weren't financially doing well. Right. We were on stages. We had a song on a, an album that won a Grammy. All this stuff, but doesn't mean you're rich. Doesn't right. mean you're making money. Right. And I remember being in debt. I remember being living with my parents. I remember thinking, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I remember I went to, I was like, I'm going to community college. I'm in debt. I'm living with my parents. I was single. I was like, who's going to want to be with me? I'm super in debt. I'm living with my parents. I don't even know what I'm going to do in my future if it's even music. And I remember just feeling like the biggest loser ever. Literally, wow. I just felt like the biggest loser ever. Yeah. And I had to ask myself, go back to the drawing board and say, okay, Henry, let's go back and realign. Who can you become from this? What are you going to do? And going back to those principles that I'd been learning while I got obsessed with human behavior, right? Yeah. Like now it's not just your your answer, like your Sunday school answer, like, oh, this is what you do. <laughs> now it's like, okay, now what do you really do when it's tough? You know? And, um, right. Yeah. But it's those moments that I think are the most difficult. If anybody works out at all, you know that your muscles actually really only grow when it's the last one or two reps, when it's really hard, when they break down yeah, and then they come back together even stronger and that's life. Yeah. You know? Wow. Thanks for sharing that. That, that is an amazing story and 
kind of a slap in the face when that guy said what he said to oh you. Oh my gosh, like, it was Whoa, the best wake up call, yeah. Wake up, you know, um, that's amazing. I, you know, as you're saying all this stuff and I'm listening to you and how powerful you are and this energy and these principles and this belief system you have now, and I, I understand you mentioned it, that you've been, you've, you were obsessed with studying human behavior. Yeah. Did you have anyone in your life though that was kind of, was there a mentor or someone that kind of said, hey, Henry, you need to start doing this or did you have any guidance in that or is it just more of you just deciding to Yeah, I mean, that's do a good question. Actually, I, I, I need to think about that. Initially, I think my mentors were my books. Okay. My mentors were the authors or the Michael Jordans. I didn't know him, but he became my mentor okay. through reading about him. You right. know, and in a sense, I had these visions like, you know, Napoleon Hill says something really interesting. He said, you know, you can create your own board of advisors, dead or alive, you know, and just imagine <laughs> wow. having a conversation with him and saying like, imagine if you're sitting with, um, you know, Maya Angelou or Jesus or Gandhi or a leader you look up to, or, you know, anybody that's there or Todd, you know, if Todd's sitting there, what would he tell you? <laughs> you know, or like, I'm looking at the book, Eckhart Tolle, like who, who, what would they tell you? And you could literally have that conversation in your heart with them and think about what they would tell you. So sometimes we can create our mentors through books and I extracted everything I could cause I kind of got obsessed with it. So if I saw someone with confidence, I didn't have a problem asking them about their life and why they are the way they are. Because to me, every, you know, it, as Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. And if someone's doing something right, I want to go understand what they're doing. Yeah. So in a sense, the world became my mentor. But as I That's got amazing. along in life, um, I started going to seminars and getting coaches and 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 you know anything I possibly could do, listening to audiobooks, um, and then you know it just it became a lifestyle. For, I'd watch videos while I'm brushing my teeth on inspirational people speaking, um, and so I learned so much just through all the. There's so much content out there, and if we just feed our spirit every single day, it compiles. You yeah. know. I love that a board of advisors, dead or alive. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you amazing. can have whoever you want. Yeah, it literally. It, I've I, never looked at it that way. That is so cool. It's really cool. I literally have mine, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let me go talk to this person. Okay, and I was like, duh, that's exactly what they would say. So. Right. <laughs> is there one that stands above? Like, if you who's who's someone you really kind of follow or learn from and admire? Is there one, or do you have just? I know you have a bunch. I'm sure. You know, I have so many, and you know, I. I you know, personally, I, I, you know, Jesus is, is, you know, the, the love is everything to me. Love is key. Yes. You know, I, well, love, I wanted to get into that because you talk a lot about that. Yeah. Love is a transformative thing. And if I could learn to love and I, if I become love and if I learn to love myself and love others, you know, the principles that I've learned through that whole thing. And, and it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I speak to different audiences and depending on my audience, I, I'll bring got into it or not, you know, depending on who my audiences are. And I, I, I honor everybody that's on their journey. One of my closest friends is actually an atheist and we, I love him more than anything. We have the best conversation. So right. for me, everybody is everybody on their journey. As long as we're truth seeking, right. You know, my friends, the requirement to be in my core group is you need to be a truth seeker and we need to have honest, loving conversations. Yeah. And, um, and I love them and they'll call me out and hold me to the standards that I hold for my life and I'll hold them to the standards they hold to their life and we'll push each other. Um, oh, yeah, that's what a friend should do, right? True yeah. friend. I love that. Uh, yeah. A real friend. I tell my friends, if you don't tell me the truth, you don't love me. You know, if you don't tell me the truth, you don't love me because you're letting me do something that doesn't serve me. And I love you and I may resist it, but love me enough to tell me it in the way you know I can receive it. Yeah. But do not let me go around yeah. life with something that's not serving me. Be other than, otherwise, you can't, you're more afraid than love. And fear is, is, is the ultimate relationship killer, the ultimate everything. You know, it destroys things. So I tell my friends and my family, I said, if you love me, you tell me. Wow, and and I need to be in a place to receive that love and, and sure. truth, sure. and it, it's been a process, right? And so because, um, but when I realize that truth really does set you free, yeah, you know it's true. So anything, so you know, for me, it, it, it is that it's it's that that's my baseline. It's 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 the loving um, baseline of it all, and I take different things from different people. If I if I need a kick in the butt to go do some work, you know, I'll put somebody there, or, or you know, or I'll <laughs> yeah. hear different things, but um. But yeah, so for me, it's it goes back to the core 
teachings. And to me, it's my understanding of the core teachings of Jesus is love. And, and when they asked him what the greatest commandments were, was love God with all your heart, my soul, my mind and strength. And the second one's like unto it, love your neighbors as yourself. Yeah. And it's both, right? Yeah. It's both. And that's one thing I tell people, especially when I'm saying, I'm speaking to different churches or whatever it is. I'm like, and I ask everybody that question and it's crazy. The answer I said, <laughs> what are the two greatest commandments that God says? And like, love God and love others. I said, you're missing the, the big, another portion of it. Wow. Love others yeah. as yourself. It's not selfish love. It's right. If I'm not love people, love other people, hurt people, hurt other people. If yeah. I'm filled with love and if I'm overflowing with love, I can give you from a full well and there's enough love and love isn't, finite it's infinite so i can fill myself with so much love and when i'm walking in that space i can love you so much better right i don't i'm not walking around afraid looking for validation i don't need your validation i know i'm not perfect and i love myself in my imperfection right wow that's that is powerful hurt people hurt if you hurt if you're hurt how do so you yeah, say that love again? people <laughs> love other people hurt people hurt other people okay yeah you know and in a yeah. sense i know that when i'm living in my space of fear or hurt because look we all get hurt right you know but it's it's a matter of loving ourselves in the process of where we're hurt and and understanding that our goal is to become you know, is to mm-hmm. become, and my goal personally is to become love, become a loving person that whenever I meet somebody, whenever I touch anything, uh, whether it's a business, uh, a program, uh, I go to an audience or I'm working with someone one-on-one, whenever I'm involved in anything, I hope and pray that it's a hundred billion times better than it was before I got there because of the level of love and light and truth I've put into myself and the wisdom so I can give it back yeah. so much more. And giving back is my key. It's my goal. But I know that I can't give somebody from a well that's empty. Wow. Yeah, you can't give away what you don't possess. Right. I love that, man. So and, powerful. And in an interesting sense <laughs> is it's also owning our strengths, right? Everybody listening has a gift to give the world. And I was on this podcast and this came out of my mouth. And I, I she looked at me because I looked astonished that I said it. And, she's, and I think she was like kind of looking at me like, did you just like get happy about like fill yourself with something you just said. And I was like, man. And I felt like it was literally just came from like inspiration. It was, yeah. Man. It's complete inspiration. And I said, I said, we need to start owning our greatness and owning our strengths. Cause you can't give away something you don't own. I can't go take your phone and give it to the guy across the street. Cause I don't own it. It's not mine. But until I own myself and say, these are my gifts. This is my strength. These are my, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to give the world. You own that part. Now I can go give it to the world. Now I can go, you know, share it with somebody, right? And I can go give it. And that's my ultimate goal. So I look at myself and I say, okay, what have I been blessed with? And my trials have been a blessing. I am who I am today because of my difficulties. Right. You know, with my, you know, growing up, my my father, my mom, amazing people. My father grew up, you know, very angry at a portion of his life where we literally had to replace this glass table in our in our living room once a month. <laughs> because it'd be chucked across the room. You know what I mean? Like so right. many crazy things where, yeah. and then, you know, deaths and, and struggle and insecurities and, you know, and just uh, going through relationships, getting cheated on, like with my best friend. I mean, like so many different things that were just like yeah. crazy. Right. And my mother's 70 pounds and I'm changing her diapers. The person I love the most, I see them, you know, in this, in this thing, like all these things. But I look back at my life and I'm like, Yes, they were tough, but they were blessings at the same time. Yeah, they were gifts wrapped in really ugly wrapping paper. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, wouldn't change and, a thing, would you? No, I know yeah. I wouldn't. You know, and I would, I would of course say I wish my mother suffered less and right. things like that. But yeah. I don't know yeah. what her journey was. I don't know, you know, what the development of her spirit spirit was in that process. But there were moments in my life where, of course, I wish I could have taken it all away from her and. You know, I, I look and, and just seeing someone you care about that much and you're there next to them and, and you know, literally seeing somebody that was just, just there taking care of you and in less in six months, yeah. they can't even move, you know, and you're sitting there next to them like, this is tough, you know, and, yeah. and don't get me wrong. While I say I have an empowering perspective, like I still hurt. And even to this day, like yeah. I think about that moment, I'm te- in, like teary eyed right now thinking about it. And it's not like it doesn't hurt to think about those moments and the person you love struggling. But what I chose to do with it, I went and I let my emotions out. I dealt with it. 
but I decided not to let them make me worse, but make me better. Right. You know, and, and so all the stuff I've gone through, I wouldn't change because it's made me who I am and I could serve everybody at such a higher place and help people break free from their bondage and their limiting beliefs and their struggles to get to freedom and to get to love and liberation and self-love. And I wouldn't change it because those were my gifts wrapped in really ugly wrapping paper. Yeah. And I'm glad I decided to open them and receive them instead of just leaving them there. Wow. As just looking really just bad about life, <laughs> dude. You are a powerhouse, man. Oh I'm man, thank you. I feel the same about you. Thank I'm you. serious. This is so cool. I, um, so impactful. Um, man, I, you're, you're, you know, I'm just kind of being emotional right now, and I, uh, I can feel, I can feel your spirit and um, and the, and the things that you're saying, because I know it's genuine. Thanks. Like you, you can, and you know this too. Like when you, you know, when someone's being genuine and real versus yeah. they're trying to be the imposter and faking it, and right? Whatever, um, but not you. Thank and you. Uh, that's what I'm feeling now. I want to ask you, what does a day look like for you? Like, what do you do that, you know, sets your day? And then obviously you got you're you're crazy busy. <laughs> I thought I was busy, but you make oh me gosh. look like I'm doing nothing. But. <laughs> No, so I, let's talk about what do you what does your day look like so man? just so everyone knows i'm literally on one hour of sleep <laughs> i mean do, i do not recommend it but i'm literally out of green juice in the car because i was like my I body needs that. some energy <laughs> and so i don't recommend it and i don't live my life that way right um it just happens to be this week has been a really crazy week for me in so many ways and i was at a, a charity event last night and um ended up having a really powerful conversation after that and mm -hmm. um and so i um a day in my life it, it's it's so varied but the things i i need to be consistent i have my morning routine and my night, night routines that's what sets a tone for everything i'm doing and yeah. um what that looks like is i wake up in the morning and i will i, I read a chapter of scripture for me okay. and i read something else um something empowering you know i have right. like a stack of books on every possible from every possible author genre uh -huh. you know i'm looking at your books you know the yeah. power of now i've read and such a great book and um yeah. magic of believing yeah so like and so I, I read a book and i will i will get into gratitude and pray and just be really get into a grateful state and the reason i do that i did it before i re realized the science behind it but mm -hmm. there's a spiritual um teachings about it but there's also interesting enough scientific backup for right. it i was at, i was speaking at a conference and i'll just share the story it's really interesting yeah. Um, it was in San Francisco and they asked me to speak at a chakra clearing conference. And at that moment I didn't know much about chakras and I was like, like we want you to speak about the throat chakra cause you're so expressive and open. Right. I'm like, wow, I used to not be like, so my nickname used to be passive by the way. Really? Yeah. As you can probably <laughs> tell, like I share my thoughts very freely now, but my friends used to call me passive. So Henry, what do you think? I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know, whatever you guys want. <laughs> like then they started calling me, Hey passive. What do you think? I'm like, ha, ha, that's yeah, cool. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> And so like literally people are like, you're just no way. Like going from that to speaking to the, where I do. And I'm pretty bold. Like when I'm talking to people, like I'll right. tell you, you know, in the most loving way, but you'll, you'll know, you know, my friends know that. And, um, and so, and, <laughs> but it's love, you know? And, right. and um, <laughs> so I, I look back at that and I, and, um, I was talking about, I, I told us I was talking about being passive, but in, in thinking about, um, my morning routine and, and gratitude and then going to speak at the chakra clearing conference, I they would ask me to speak about throat chakra, and I was like, "Wow, I could talk to you about my journey in going from being closed off from my voice to being open in my voice." And I was like, "I could do that." So I studied it, and I went to go speak. And the guy before me was from a company called HeartMath. Okay, it's a really interesting company. I thought it was really weird, but they actually measure people's frequencies, and they can tangibly really? and they, they've studied this. Where in different rooms, uh -huh. they'll put people there. They put them in gratitude, and they'd measure this energy field around this elect whatever magnetic field around them and their EEGs and EKGs and all this stuff. And they said really interesting enough when you're living in gratitude is which in love, which are the highest frequencies, your, your EEGs and EKGs are, are in sync and they're flowing very smoothly. And that's when you get the most intuitive hits. That's when you get really? the most centered and everything like that. And it said, so get into a space of gratitude. And the funniest thing is, this guy got up to speak before me. I didn't know I was speaking after him because he was the director of technology for this thing. And at that moment, I wasn't really, you know, I didn't have that great of an audience. But for some reason, I was speaking after him. But I, it couldn't have been more perfect because he started talking about gratitude and love and getting into gratitude. And I didn't know there's any science behind it. 
And then I get up and I got up. And I was like, I just want to say thank you for scientifically proving everything I'm about to say. <laughs> and nice. I had this theory called stop, drop and roll. And I said, <laughs> when things get chaotic and to me, emotions are indicators. So if you're feeling fear, if you're feeling chaotic, if you're feeling anything, uh-huh. you know, and this is a, a ritual I have every day is I'm, I'm extremely do the best I can to be extremely self-aware, lovingly self-aware. Right. We'll talk about that more because I think it's so important. Yeah. But whenever I notice myself out of whack or wired or fearful or in a trance or autopilot, I stop and then I drop into my heart. And the way Ooh. that you could best drop into your heart is uh-huh. through gratitude. You know, when you start thinking about grateful things, it shifts your perspective to more, you know, whether you want to look at it as an abundant mindset, more centered, more spiritual, more more aware, more present. And then when you get into gratitude and you feel that space of gratitude, you'll get the answer of what to do next wow. and then roll. So stop, drop into your heart and then roll forward with whatever you think. <laughs> oh man, I love And this it. guy was talking about it. it. He gave a 16 step program and I was like, I'm just going to give you guys my <laughs> analogy because I'm just simple and I just need stuff yeah. like this to remember. But it's interesting. So I get into gratitude every morning and, uh, and I pray and I'll, I'll send love to people and I'll pray for my family, pray for this. And, and just basically I'll ask what's, you know, um, Mike Beckwith says this. He goes, I'll ask what my assignment is for the day. Uh-huh. And I'll look in my day and say, this is my day that I'm never getting back. I will never get this day back. So what am I exchanging this day? What am I doing it? Why am I doing it? What's my intention? Right. And then I look and I, and, and I ask myself, What's the way I want to show up? Because if I decide in advance how I want to show up, it's a little less autopiloty for me. Right. And and it, you know we don't always show up the, the same way. Because I'll show up to this podcast interview and just come and have this conversation. But if I'm gonna go and uh, I mean just say I'm working on a project, I need to focus completely. Uh-huh. You know my energy is gonna be totally focused and quiet and into this thing. If I'm creating content, if I'm creating something, I want to get into this creative space. So. How do I want to show up? What emotions do I want to feel today? So in a sense, I, I make it my day very deliberate, but I decide it in advance right. the best that I can. Yes. And I have this process I call Vizzing. It's V-I-Z. And um, there's actually a really so much science behind this with your you, with your neurology and how it works and how you your your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. What we imagine we believes is real. So if anybody's ever been really upset at somebody and you, your body's reacting, you're tense and your voice gets hard and you're turning red and you're thinking all these negative thoughts about them and you're saying all these things about them and then you find out they didn't do anything, <laughs> right? You, your yeah. body was reacting, your thoughts were going, your words were flowing, your, your tone of voice changed, your, your blood was flowing into, into fear mode or fight or flight mode and your body was reacting to something that wasn't even true. It wasn't even real. And, yeah. and so we can actually create experiences before we experience them. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza gave a story once, and he's great. If you don't know who he is, yeah, check him he's out. he's good. Yep. He told a story about um, this. They actually scanned this, these two people's brain, and they one of them actually went, pra- they're piano players, practiced scales for five hours a day. And the other one went and deeply visualized, emotionally visualized her piano playing for five hours a day. And when they scanned the brain, their brain changed exactly the same. Yeah. And it's crazy. So I I created Vizzing before I even knew the science behind it. I just, it was inspiration to me because it worked for me. And it's cool to see everything backing it up. Yeah. So V stands for visualize. Yep. I is for integrate emotion. You have to integrate emotion to your visualization. Sure, it's got to be emotional. And Z is zoom into it. Put yourself in that, in that emotion. So a lot of times... I will look at my day and see, like, for example, coming to this podcast, how do I want to show up here? I'll see myself sitting with you. I'll see myself feeling totally in tune and aligned and present and aware. And then I'll zoom into it and I'll feel it happen before it actually happens. And a lot of the greatest athletes do that. So my morning ritual, if you only have a few minutes, get into gratitude, you know, meditate, Mm -hmm. you know, live intentionally in your day and read something, do something to feed your spirit. And at night, you know, the last thing you do before you go to bed is one of the most important things because it's going to run in your brain the whole night. Right, the whole night, yeah. So I'll look at my day. I'll analyze my day and I'll say, okay, what did I love about today? What do I, what, what would I change tomorrow about this day? And, um, and just, again, connect, align. You know, I pray and then I'll read and I'll, I'll go to sleep. And, um, but the, the, the ritual that compounds day to day, if I just grow a little bit every single day, 
it's actually more than growing just a little bit every day because it adds on, it stacks. It just stacks. keeps stacking, yeah. Yeah, and if yeah. anybody knows anything about compound interest, if you just keep adding it, you know, it grows exponentially, you know. So what you do every day isn't small. Right. You're becoming somebody every day. And if you just add those little things, in six months to a year, they become massive things. Wow. You know, love it. so those things I do every day, but my day gets crazy and I have to <laughs> check in, you know, regularly. I check in with myself like Henry, chill out, take a breath. Right. Sometimes take I need, a nap. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I, which I will <laughs> do today. Your sleep. I will definitely be doing that for you better. Sure. Yes. Um, I'm going to take maybe two naps today. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I think it's so important that I'm self-aware Yeah. that I listen to my body and it's it's interesting i was just recording a podcast episode uh, that's not out yet it's about self-love uh-huh. and i said think about the people th- think about someone you've been maybe crazy in love with this honeymoon phase oh i'll do anything for this person if you don't just imagine it right right you know what would you do for that person i do anything how would you talk to that person i just tell them they're the greatest what would you think about the, what would you think about those person you'd see all the great things about them how how would you judge their shortcomings you'd be like yeah. oh no it's okay you know and the one thing i said is how would you listen to them and how would you provide their needs of what they needed you would do what they wanted and needed right right yeah and I said, we need to start doing all those things for ourselves, building a relationship with ourselves, listening to ourselves. We spend the most time with ourselves everywhere we go. Right. The common denominator in my life every single day in the craziness is Henry. <laughs> and the common denominator yeah. in everybody listening is you. And so you might as well become your best friend. Yeah. So every day I'm becoming more and more my best friend and I'm intentional about it. And the reason I bring that up is one of the thoughts is um, if I'm listening to my, my body my body will tell me, Henry, you're tired. Go to sleep. Right. My spirit, Henry, you're un- you're misaligned. Align. Right. My emotions, Henry, you're afraid. Or Henry, you're hurt. Or Henry, something. I need to listen to it and see what I really need to do. Not necessarily the, the pattern of it, the reactivity of it, but being proactive and saying, what do I need to do? You know, mentally. And so I listen to my body, my spirit, my, right. my emotions, you know, my, you know, my mentality and I, I allow myself to know when I'm in alignment and outside of alignment. So every day I'll have an alarm on my phone that rings in the middle of the day. And I actually do it when I'm eating because it's a great reminder to give gratitude for the food I have and then also check in. Right. So it's Love an easy that. way for me with my crazy schedule to say you're eating, be grateful for what you have, check in how you're doing right now. So that's, I create these little like hacks for myself because my life is really crazy yeah. and I travel a ton. So I need to do that. And some days I just say, you know what? I just need to cancel stuff and I need to take it off. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it, man. Love it. Oh, I could listen to you all day. Oh gosh. Thank um, you. Um, I want to, uh, maybe, you know, let our listeners know, like what, what are you working on now? There was like, uh. It says here you're make make it happen dot life. Yeah. Can you kind of describe what that is and something you're working on right now? I'd love to. Thank you. I so I, I do a speaking thing. I'm writing a book. Um, you know, I have my podcast, which which is a focus. Right. Um, which is which has been so great. And so make it happen dot life is a company making it happen with Henry Mars the podcast. But my goal is to really bring these principles through pop culture. Right. And how do we bring it to the masses? How do we give people oh, self love to the masses? Right. How do we give confidence? Because there is a need in the world for, for self love. There's a need for, for real confidence, like not the fake confidence, not arrogance. Cause arrogance is actually insecurity, real confidence where people are owning themselves and giving the world their own gifts. Right. Cause we all, everybody listening, we need you. We need you. We need you in, in your best element because you have something to give the world. There's no one else that has your unique experiences in yeah. DNA. There's no one else. And people around you, it doesn't matter what your gift is. It doesn't have to be speaking in front of 40,000 people. You could make a difference in one person's life. Like, yeah. you know, even with a smile, like if, if you're aware and you even just give holding love, the door for someone. Exactly. Like in a smile as they walk past could make a difference Change in that person's everything. life. Yeah. It's crazy because when I was in high school and I used to not share this story as, as that it was me that did this. But I do it because it's so humbling and it was a, it was what knocked me into place in one sense where there was this guy that was at school and I, for some reason I would just see him all the time. I'd be like, hey man, what's up? And for, for confidentiality sake, let's just say his name was Steve. Like, hey Steve, what's going on? Hey Steve, yeah. you know, hey, what's going on? I would just smile at him and say hi. And then one time I was walking down the street and I was driving by. I said, hey Steve, do you need a ride? He said, no, thank you. 
never even said anything more than that. Yeah. Years later, my friend comes up to me and goes, hey, I met Steve. I was like, oh, that guy was so cool in high school, man. Like, mm -hmm. he was nice. I never knew him. He never said anything. He was always quiet. Yeah. But he always just kind of nodded his head and was just seemed like a really nice guy. He goes, did you know about his high school? I said, no. He said he was going to commit suicide because no one acknowledged him. He said, except for one person. <sighs> oh, man, I'm getting to it. Like, it was you. And I'm like, shoot. Like, it was so simple. Like, I didn't have to go preach a sermon. I just had right. to be loving and it knocked me in a place to think you don't need to do just big things in life. It's the simple things you do for people that yeah. you give them love. You make them feel like they're, they're wanted. They're aware they're enough because we are enough and we are wanted and we are loved. And, and, and so it was wow. so simple. So everybody listening, you can make a difference where you are. And you actually, I believe we are where we are for a reason. I remember thinking about my family thinking, this is a crazy situation sometimes. Right. And then I said, you know what? I just have to trust that I was put here to make the difference around everybody. And everybody was put where they are to make the difference. And so, you know, and so my goal is to just help people tap into their true, authentic, powerful self. Right. Without all the stuff that binds you, the fears and the limiting beliefs, because that's all if it's not true, it doesn't free you, you know, yeah. getting the truth and love. And so my goal is to do that and just help as many people as I can do that and continue wow. to grow myself, you know? Yeah, man, that's amazing. I love it so much. Um, if you could give any advice to someone right now who's listening, who may be struggling, kind of, you know, you know, I mean, you've already gave a, a bunch of advice with this whole thing, but uh, you know what, if, if today they're just down they're they're not sure what to do, they're depressed they feel a lost in life. What what advice would you give them to you, kind of break out of that? You know what pops in my head, and I always follow what I feel I should say is stop beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. Love is what's going to heal you, mm -hmm. right? There's two things, two three things that I, I think you, you can know right now. Stop beating yourself up. What you resist persists, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're focusing your energy on, man, I can't believe I'm here. Man, I'm focused on this depression. Man, I'm focused on this. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. And where your energy flows, it yes, grows and I it dominates. Time, dude. I, I love it. It's <laughs> so awesome. And it's 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 true. It's a true principle that goes sure. along. Todd says it. Tony Robbins. Everybody says these things, but they're, it's true. So when I'm resisting and I'm beating myself up, mm -hmm. what am I focusing on? The negative aspects of myself. So what's going to grow? The negative aspects of myself. Right. And so the second thing is your emotions are indicators. So if you're down... Your body and your emotions are telling you something. So I always say these things. I said, if I'm down, I ask myself, where's my focus right now? Mm -hmm. What is my self-talk right now? You know, and, 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 and what story am I telling myself right now? You know, and how can I, and then the, the third, the fourth question is, okay, what can I do to, even if it's not to focus on the light and just get myself to a certain place? And the third thing is just, there's gotta be hope. Right. And you have to know that you can choose right now. And it may not happen tomorrow, but it will happen. Choose to live the high frequency life. Choose to say, this is what I'm going to do for myself. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to choose to go look at myself in the mirror right now, even though I don't want to. Despite my circumstances, despite everything, I'm going to make a real decision. Despite how I feel, because I'm going to take my power of choice. Because we are not our emotions. We feel our emotions. Right. You know, I am not sad. I feel sad. Right. It's not my yeah. identity. My identity is a powerful being that gets to choose. So right now you're listening. It may feel like you're in darkness. And it may feel like your dragon is too big to slay. And I'm telling you it's not. And I'm telling you there's help out there. If you're listening to this podcast to this point, if you're listening to this point right now, <laughs> then you yeah. are freaking incredible and something in your spirit knows there's more because you would not be listening to this if you didn't know it. Right. And you should give yourself the biggest props and the biggest kudos because you're investing into yourself and you're loving on yourself and you keep doing that and you stay focused on it. You stay determined and do everything you can every single day to get into gratitude, to get into love, to own your greatness. And, and even if you slip, you don't consider yourself a failure. You're not a failure. If you fail, you're a doer, you're a grower. You had the courage to go forward. Your courage will become your confidence. So have courage to choose right now the higher life and don't beat yourself up if you slip. If you slip, learn from it and go on. 
I've slipped over and over and over again. It's funny. Michael Jordan says this. I mean, yeah. let's go back to Jordan. Yeah. He says, I failed over and over and over again, and that's why I succeed. Yeah. Yeah. He missed so many shots so he could hit the game-winning shot. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. Totally. The, Babe Ruth hit the most home runs, but nobody knows he also had the most strikeouts. <laughs> right. Like, we don't talk about that, right? Like, nobody <laughs> talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That what what amazing advice for all of us seriously and uh, um, if people wanted to reach out to you and just to get to know obviously I guarantee they're gonna want to know more about oh, you thank you how would they do that what's the best way to to um, follow you and to reach out to thank you thank you my Instagram is Henry Amar H E N R Y A M M A R Facebook is the same Henry Amar I don't tweet that much but I'm starting to so it's <laughs> the Henry Amar because someone took Henry Amar I'm like hey I'm the you're Henry like Amar. dang okay. yes I'm, <laughs> I'm the kidding. yeah I love it <laughs> I was like what do I do with the Henry Amar that works <laughs> so um so yeah I mean on that my, you know my podcast um making it happen with Henry Amar but you know um you know I just want to say thank you for what you do, mm -hmm. you know, thank you. I, I know we have a mutual friend and I know the impact you've had on her life. Ooh, I'm getting emotional again. Yeah. Um, and I am just so honored and humbled to see you do what you do. And it's so beautiful to feel your energy and spirit thank and you. to see people use wow. their life circumstances and their journey and having the courage enough to overcome their journey like you did. And, and it, it's, it takes a village, right? And, and, you know, we're all on the same mission. And yeah, I love seeing people do good. And I love supporting people that do good because we're all here for one mission. And we're all here to grow right. and help people love and grow and just live their life fully and not just exist and just live. And um, But thank you for what you do. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you mm. for being a counselor here. Thank you for thank having you. the courage to do what you've done in your life and face those difficult things in your life and become the strength that you are now. So I, I and thank you for having me on this podcast. Oh, I, absolutely. It's very humbling and I'm very grateful for it. No, you're no, thanks for the kind words. And I appreciate that so much. And, you know, I, I, I look back on my life and I know you would agree. I wouldn't change a thing. You know, and if I, you know, I was an addict for about 10 years and if I could go back to my addiction and actually talk to it, you know, say, Hey addiction, I would say, thank you wow. because I wouldn't be talking to you today. Yeah. Seriously. I wouldn't wow. we wouldn't be having this conversation and I still I feel very blessed as well. You're living an amazing life. You're a light to this world. Thank you. And uh, I love your principles that you teach. And what I love also and I want people the listeners to understand this. <clears throat> all these things are possible in your life, Henry, because you've paid a price. 100%. Though there's a law of the universe that I I believe in that those that do are those that get. Mm. You have been doing something, and now look at all the stuff that you're getting. And I'm not talking about even financial and money. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those experiences where you said one word that prevented someone from taking their lives, yeah. you know. And then you know um, these principles that you've you've learned, and then the things you do, and you know, wake up with gratitude, and and all these different things that you do throughout the day. It's because you've paid a price to make it happen. Thank and, you. You know, it's crazy. I tell people. You know, it seems like it's an overnight success sometimes. Right. But I said, I, I literally just remembered a story. I was telling somebody about me walking down the street feeling like the biggest loser. And I had a vision of doing this music festival thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew nothing about music festivals. Mm -hmm. And now I'm partnering with the, one of the biggest music festivals in the world. And we're doing some cool stuff. And I'm like, wow. you know, it, it was that was 15 years ago. And it happened this year. Right. I, I, you know, I'm so glad you said that my friend sent yes. me this message and, and I, I literally the last journal entry yeah. says the price we pay makes us be the person we need to be. Wow. And the quote was what we obtain too cheap. We esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put the proper price upon its goods. And then wow. and it was Thomas Paine that wrote that. And then my friend texted me. She goes, Hey, I, I read this. And I wrote her back. I said, I feel like the reason why the price is higher and some other things is because we have to become a certain person to not, not only obtain it, but to sustain it, Dang. you know, and it requires faith, not fear. And, and yeah. I said, it wasn't the easiest journey, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Like you said. So, you know, I feel like if I could do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like some people look at me like, wow, you're so confident. You stand in front of 40,000 people. I'm like, no, no, you don't <laughs> understand. Like I was caged 
a passive person that was caged. Like yes. what? I, but there are principles that you teach, you know, that mm-hmm. we teach that are just there. So yeah. it's definitely that. And, and it's, thank you. Yeah. Oh man. It's so awesome. Well, I could talk to you all day. I, I really could, <laughs> but we, we got to wrap this up, unfortunately, but, uh, love to have you on again. And I'd love to rub shoulders with you in some other capacities, yeah, which we can talk about later. Um, but I want to thank the listeners for spending some time with us today. And, uh, Anyone out there, I mean, if this if this po- podcast, which I call Beliefcast, I love it, doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. Because, <laughs> but please share this with anyone and everyone. You know, again, follow me on iTunes, write a review, whatever you can, because I want to get this message out to as many people as we possibly can. Because there's people out there right now who are considering taking their life yeah. right now. I, they are thinking about it, and I think if this podcast got into their you know, earways, yeah, whatever absolutely. you call their frequency, they would, it would change the way they look at it. I love it. And I just got to tell you, Todd's the real deal, man. I feel people's energies and I, I get to meet a lot of people in my life. And I mean, just meeting him, it's real. You feel his love. You feel his heart in what he does. And I can't even tell you seeing his body language just throughout this whole podcast interview. I know it's so sincere and I, and it's just so awesome that you spread this authentic loving message and it's awesome. So do share this with everybody because you don't know who needs it. Yeah. You don't know who needs it. So thank wow. you. Thank you so much. And thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, you bet. Thank you so much. And thanks for tuning in. And uh, here's to another amazing day. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.